thank you once again for allowing me in your home and heart. I remain the voice of one. When we attend a funeral, service of songs, or celebration of life, do we think that the dead are part of the proceedings? If you had been thinking that the dead are part of those functions, they are not. They are for the living who are present at the functions. The preacher in Ecclesiastes, Solomon, king of Israel in Jerusalem, said in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 2 through to verse 4 of the New King James Version, that it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will take it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. Some people do not see cemeteries in their communities as something that should provoke them to think about the eventuality of death, nor do death tolls due to disasters around the world. Such death tolls are seen as mere numbers. Only a few contemplate the futility of life and the reality of death. We attend to and clothe our bodies, yet we do not consider that our bodies will one day decay in the grave. And our clothes? Well, who knows what will become of them? Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 verse 15 of the message translation, Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. We expend more living a life that is far too short compared to eternity. Yet we are unprepared for the transport to eternity, death. The story is told of a young man who lived in a town for some years until death came to that town. Once death came to that town, he fled to another town. Shortly afterwards, death again visited the new town he had relocated to. The young man again packed up, but this time emigrated to another country. In the new country, he lived happily and made new friends. However, a few years later, death came to the town in the new country he had relocated to. So, as usual, he packed up and went to another town in that new country. Saddened by the sudden departure of his friend, one of the residents accosted death and asked why he was chasing after his friend from place to place. Death replied that he had no business with his friend in any of the towns he had visited from which the young man had fled. The young man's friend then said aloud, Too bad. He did not need to go to so-and-so town. On hearing that, Death said, Isn't that a coincidence? That is where I have business with him. The moral of this story is that you cannot run away from death. Death is inevitable. The young die, the old die. Men die, women die. The poor die, the rich die. The commoner dies, royals die. When something is inevitable, you do not run away from it, as you cannot avoid it. Neither can you escape it, nor plan against it. You prepare for it. So how do you prepare for death? Before answering that question, let me first establish that when death comes calling on a person, they do not become extinct. No, there is an afterlife. Death only affects the body, but not the spirit and soul. Indeed, every human being is the spirit who possesses a soul and lives in a body. So while the body dies and is buried or disposed of in some other way, the soul and spirit live on. But where? They live on in either heaven or hell. The decision of whether a person's soul ends up in heaven or hell is determined by how they lived here on the earth before their death. If a person lives for God, they go to heaven, which, as is implied in Psalm 16 verse 11, is a place full of joy. Heaven is the abode of God, where the souls of those present there are comforted and kept until the end of the world. On the other hand, those who lived contrary to God while here on the earth 
go to hell. Hell is like the prison of God, where those who live contrary to God's way, while here on the earth, are ferried to by death. Indeed, when death comes calling, hell is where he takes all whom he visits, except those who had lived for God. Those who live for God while here on the earth will be ferried by Jesus, the Son of God, to heaven when they depart this world in death. Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, verses 1 through to 3 of the New King James Version, Let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, that is heaven, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thus, when it is time to depart this world in death, if Jesus does not come for you, it means that death will have to ferry you to hell. But if you live for Jesus while here on the earth, then Jesus himself will come for you. Along with the inevitability of death is the uncertainty of where one would end up, heaven or hell. This uncertainty brings great apprehension and trepidation of soul to all human beings. Well, almost all human beings. I said almost all human beings because there are those who are sure of an eternity with God in heaven. Friend, you do not have to live in the uncertainty of where you will end up in death. Indeed, you can be confident of Jesus coming for you and taking you to heaven while you are here on earth. How? By being in a vital, ongoing relationship with Jesus while here on the earth. Being in a vital, ongoing relationship with Jesus cures every fear and uncertainty of death as you know assuredly that you are not going to hell. The assurance of eternity with God in heaven is what your preparation for the inevitability of death is about. Since death is inevitable and we cannot avoid it, planning for death implies making sure that when death comes calling, it is Jesus who will receive your soul and take you to heaven. Some people think that by taking care of the sick and homeless, they will be assured of heaven. But that is not true. Some others believe that by attending church meetings regularly and taking Holy Communion, they will be assured of eternity in heaven. Again, that is not true. Some others still think that by being members of a particular church, whose credentials the founder or leader touts as being impeccable before God, they will go to heaven. Nothing can be further from the truth. If these assumptions were true, many people would not still be in fear and trepidation of death because of the uncertainty of where they would end up after they die. Some people have been deceived to believe that they are on the right course only to be disappointed in the end when they find themselves in hell. So, how can a person live in the assurance that when they die, they would be going to heaven, ushered in by Jesus? First, while here on earth, they must recognize that they are sinners and no longer want to live that way. Next, they must realize that they need a savior to deliver them from sin and save them from God's judgment on sinners. Then they must respond appropriately by turning to and calling upon Jesus to come and be their savior. This aspect includes resting in the assurance that Jesus is the savior because he is God's son and God himself who came to the earth and died for the sins of humankind and has resurrected from death, thus affirming him Lord of all. And because Jesus is Lord, he must be obeyed. Finally, they must be resolved to doing the will of God through Jesus Christ henceforth. The totality of recognizing that one is a sinner to once resolve to do God's will constitutes being in a vital ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. Only then 
do church attendance, taking care of the needy, etc., qualify as acceptable service before God. However, these things do not by themselves qualify you for heaven. It is your vital ongoing relationship with Jesus that qualifies you for heaven and makes you prepared for the inevitability of death. Friend, I call you to act now by recognizing that you are a sinner who needs a savior and Jesus is the only savior. So go to Jesus now and confess him as your savior and Lord and live continually in the expectation of Jesus meeting you upon death and you will live in peace. A peace that surpasses human understanding all your days on the earth. Let us pray. Eternal Rock of Ages, I commit those who are hearing this at this time into your hands. I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, that as they come repenting and confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior over their lives, you will grant them the assurance of eternity in heaven with you, beginning from now. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.